0: For me, that's like the whole fun of it, you know, like constantly reinventing yourself, having a bit of fun with it, being really sort of like, you know, out a little bit outrageous with it. People just connect with a place that so they can feel that the passion is alive, and I think a lot of restaurants, you know, they really specialise in certain things, and that's amazing. And like, you know, when it's done right, like, you know, it's absolutely incredible. And I think that, like, I love any of those sort of places, but I think for us, it's like really trying to like tell a story and bring, you know, guests on a journey with us.
1: My guest for today is Charlie Carrington from Atlas Dining. Charlie started his career very early and opened his restaurant in 2016 at a tender age of 23. Charlie had a vision of creating a restaurant based around different cuisines from all over the world, hence the name Atlas Dining. Charlie has managed to successfully combine both his passion for travel and cooking by opening Atlas Dining. He has since expanded the brand to include a cooking channel and Atlas Masterclass, which is a recipe box filled with fresh ingredients delivered straight to your door. I'm excited to chat with Charlie to discuss how he brought his vision to life and made it a success to date. So Charlie, welcome. Thank you so much for coming in today.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Um, obviously we, you know, I think the first time we met was on MasterChef in 2017. You came in and you did a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, a uh, is it a mystery box challenge or yeah. a pressure test?
0: Yeah, it was a mystery box. It
1: was a mystery box. And it was a challenge with Eloise, um, from Maya and you guys, yeah, I, th- I can't remember, quite remember what it was, but you guys made, made a dessert. Now I want to, let's, let's take a moment back and reflect on how What was that experience like to be in the kitchen, in the MasterChef kitchen under, you know, obviously the kitchen is set up like a kind of like a commercial kitchen but a residential kitchen and then it's got, you know, things everywhere (laughs) and you kind of run around and you think, oh, my God, where's everything put? Like what was – how did you feel when you went into that, the the MasterChef kitchen?
0: Um, Yeah, great question. I reckon it's surprising what a big production MasterChef actually is. You know, I was kind of surprised that – you know, there was probably 80-plus people there. There was cameras here, there, and everywhere. Like, it was overwhelming. So I think um, that was probably the main takeaway to start with, you walking and you think, they're not mucking around here. Like, it could be filming a full-on movie at this point. But, um, you know, it was, it was just – it was actually a really awesome experience. Um, you know, for any chefs getting on there, like, especially a young chef when you're starting out, you just catapult your um, – you know, the success of your business and stuff. Because
1: yeah, at that time you had just opened Atlas Dining, yeah. wasn't it? Was so it that we year? We actually,
0: no, we opened it at the end of 2016. So, um, and I went, yeah, we filmed it, I think, in December and it came out around June 2017. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's like during winter it comes out, you know, it just, you can't believe, like your phone, like your website crashes, phone, you know, it just goes. Were everywhere.
1: you completely booked out for months after?
0: Oh, yeah. It was just insane. You know, what more could you ask for when you're like brand new? So yeah. It was a really like... Awesome experience being on it, but, like, what it does for the, you know.
1: For the brand. For the brand. You and, yeah, and aspiring, you know, like, young chefs coming up. And did you – have you gone back since? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. What year?
0: It was 20 – 20s, yeah, it was last year's season. Oh,
1: last year's season. Yeah, yeah. cool. So it
0: was more like a guest charge thing. I will yes. say, although I might have been beaten the year I was on with you, <laughs> I didn't win the competition, um, but you know, which was very embarrassing, but
1: not at all because you know, you know, I always think the the MasterChef kitchen and so many, um, if you look back at all the challenges, there's actually a lot of chefs, um, you know, like top chefs that have actually not won the challenges and purely because the kitchen. It's a, it's a little bit unfair, even though, uh, that you know, you, you may have a little bit more less of, you know, first of all, you have a less of a t- uh, time. Yep. So you have less time to start with. And then, you know, we are in there and we've known that kitchen. We've worked in that kitchen for a while. So coming in as a guest chef, it's quite you know, it's quite different and you're in, you're in an unknown space.
0: I just remember like walking out to the challenge and you like see everything, the challenge was healthy or indulgent and she chose indulgent and I hate like pastry, like, you know, to do pastry quickly is not easy. So I was like, you're joking. So uh, like, and you go out and you like look at the thing and I just, I'll never forget it. There's like heaps of chocolate, lollies and stuff. And then there's a duck and I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, what am I possibly, like, you know, the, the duck just threw me. I'm thinking, you know, what are you going to make? And then you start, like, you know, and you start chicken duck.
1: Duck and, uh, duck and chocolate. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, gonna, you can only imagine. You call, like. Oh, God. So you start, like, panicking. And I think that's like, yeah, and then of course you like, you think, like, I've got to start making something now. I reckon if I had my time again, I would have just taken that, like, extra two minutes to, like, look at the ingredients and really think it through.
1: Yeah, the pressure really gets you. And not only that, which which is what people don't know behind the scenes, there's, like, five different cameras from five different angles coming at you. So you're instantly in, a, in, in an automatic, like, panic. So oh, yeah. You're like, I need, to, I need to make a decision now. <laughs>
0: yeah, and everyone's going crazy and, like, and you have sort of seen the other person's cooking and they're like well ahead of you. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I just need to like make, just make anything and yeah. just work it out.
1: I remember there was this one challenge, uh, so we're getting a bit off topic, but um, there's this one challenge where it was um, a time challenge. So you had, you know, an hour 15 and you had all these ingredients and you go go down further and we all know like I'm, I'm more of a savoury cook and so I just kind of waited till the end but I only had half an hour to to cook the dish but it was really hard because you know you just didn't know whether the third box was going to be you know uh, dairy or going to be uh, sweets or whatever but then yeah it turned out to be like poultry and, 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 and seafood which was like you know a saviour to me. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, let's, let's move on and let's talk about, um, Atlas Dining. Now you're obviously the, you have, you love traveling. I know that. And you've been, you've been all over the world. Um, you obviously love cooking. You started very young. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You started your career, you started in Singapore or was it in, uh, at at Vudamon?
0: So I did my um, apprenticeship at Budamond, yep. but I did go over to Singapore and do some staging. So yeah. I worked at the Tipling Club over there, mm-hmm. which was – um. so he was an ex-Budamond chef, the mm-hmm. chef, uh, Ryan, and then he's moved to Singapore. Um, so, yeah, like working at Budamond, I was I think I was 16 when I started oh, there.
1: Oh, goodness. And, yeah, it was,
0: like it was a crazy <laughs> experience, like, you know, working. And I feel like at that time, like the the team was just such like a – rock star team of chefs. Like I was lucky to be there. I was like definitely the one that should have been sitting on the bench, but that's all right. And, um yeah, so when I was working there, like it was just a learning experience, like, you know, big hours, big days. But, you know, it's really – it's hard work, but I think it really set the sort of work ethic, you know, of like, you know, you expect to, you know, start early, finish a bit later, you know, be on your feet, you know, the high energy. And obviously, you know, they're very – um, you know, the dishes and the execution is always so – You It's polished. Yeah, it's polished. So you need to make sure, although you're busy, it has to be perfect. Mm.
1: And I guess that's good because it kind of gave you that really, um, you know, solid foundation to then move on and and really think about what you wanted to do. So, you know, when people say, oh, you know, you started your restaurant so early, you actually had so – you were so – you know, you were so young when you started already working in kitchens at, like, 16, so... Yeah,
0: and previously before that, I was working at Stokehouse as yeah, well, right. so I was, like, working there.
1: How old were you then?
0: So I was 14 and 9 months when I started at Stoke House. <laughs> so I was, like, I was very <laughs> eager to go, because I didn't finish school, so I was, like, I really want to, you know, get into the kitchen and this that and that. That
1: is so cool. And I think
0: it's good to, like, work, you know, like, when you're young, especially working, at like, the best places you can, because just sort of... They just have a different style of working, you know, and they just teach you things that... I think you wouldn't learn otherwise.
1: Yeah, would you say the experience outweighs the actual, you know, um, you know, like the, the, what's on paper?
0: Oh, like when it comes to hundred percent, yeah, and also just the energy, the passion, working with people of a certain level. Like, you know, they've all got so much incredible knowledge. So when you learn from that, you actually, you know, it just puts you so much further ahead. Like I feel like, you know, when I went to TAFE, like a lot of the students in my class would say working in places like. A bit more, sort of like a cafe or something, which is which is nothing wrong with cafes, of course. But I think when you're really getting started, it's great to see like what sort of the highest levels like, yeah. And then you know find where you fit within that. Like you know, although I've worked at places like Piedmont or you know places overseas, they're incredible. You know, three Michelin star restaurants. But that's not like necessarily my aspiration now. But I'm glad I worked in those places to see what that sort of top is like.
1: Yeah, and then now you can go on and you know, obviously you've you've um, opened up and. Opened up your restaurant Atlas Dining. It's now been four and a half years. Just
0: over five. Just yeah. over five. We years. just passed the five year mark. Oh recently. my gosh! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I was very pleased.
1: Yeah. You know, you
0: read that statistic. I think it's like four percent of restaurants survived the first five years or something. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Don't quote me on that one. But I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we no. Well the-
1: done. And of course, like you, you know, you've if five years, and I think. You know, what's really impressive about uh, you, your restaurant is the fact that you change the menu every four months um, and this, this sort of, like, vision that you had at such an early age and, you know, obviously you love travelling and you brought that vision of combining f- food and travel together into and and creating this sort of culinary experience that everyone can, can have and it's never been done before. What was that like? Like, were you... Were you nervous at the start because, you know, you're you're young, you're in the industry, like were you, you, you know, uh, obviously there was a lot of hard work, but how did you manage to keep that sort of consistency? How did you manage to multitask and get people to, you know, get your staff to understand the food, but as well as you go and do that travel, like how did you manage that?
0: Um, yeah, I think that's a, like a really good point. So, you know, the change in the menu thing, I was just like, that was what excited me about the whole concept of the restaurant and we wanted to get, to go overseas, come back, make the menu and sort of serve, you know, our version of any cuisine. It was pretty, pretty amazing. So um, it keeps it, obviously it makes it quite hard and I think being very young and very naive when I started was like a real positive because you're like almost too... Very green. Yeah, you're very green. So you don't understand like... You know, like, I didn't know, like, what
1: payroll was. I didn't
0: know what, like, any any of these, like, crazy things were, like. Love that. Yeah. So Sometimes
1: not understanding is kind of good because then it keeps you really, it makes you very uh, inspired and, and more gutsy.
0: And you just got to work it out. Like, you just yeah. get started and you're like, all right, cool. And don't get me wrong, we got, like, really destroyed the first, like, although we were busy, like, you know, just poor, like, business management. management. Like, that's it. And you just have no idea, like, and, you know, you just get a bit decked. But then, like, that experience is what sort of, like, catapults the restaurant and, yeah. you know, for me, I think that, like, yeah, training people has always been, like, a, a big thing. And, but, you know, when we do change, it is a change. So We want to change the wine list, the beverage list. We want to change all the food, of mm. course. Um, you know, like, the amount of effort that goes into that is huge. But, you know, I think that for us, like, I feel like in hospitality, a lot of places open, they're busy for six months and then they get forgotten. And I think for us the biggest thing besides, obviously, me wanting to travel the world and have a bit of fun is that I feel like this concept really brings people back. So, you know, we'll have like the same guests three times a year. Mm. They might come to each menu and, you know, they might even come more often than that. But for a set menu restaurant, that's like really uncommon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with, the, with with um you know, the, the changing of the menu, it keeps it p- very exciting because a lot of people, you know, when they when they go to a restaurant, they might only go once, like you said, like, you know, once a year to a fine dining restaurant. But with yours, because it's constantly evolving, it's actually super exciting and, and people want to come back and try, isn't it? And you... Obviously, you know, you you not only change the the food, you change I noticed that you change even your crockery. <laughs> yeah, no, we go I mean,
0: Yeah, I get a bit crazy with that. I've like this weird obsession with um ceramics. So uh, I just like go and like just tra- walk into the I, shop and drop <laughs> I, I,
1: I, lo- I love I love all things homeware as well, like you know, with the with the whole um napery stuff that yeah. I'm doing at the moment. And that's you know, I can't can't decide on one colour. I just keep going, oh I want this one, I want that one, is just way too many.
0: I have the same problem. I just think, like For me, that's like the whole fun of it, you know, like constantly reinventing yourself, Mm. having a bit of fun with it, like being really sort of like, you know, out a little bit outrageous with it too. Like I think people people just connect with a place that they can feel that the passion is alive. And I think a lot of restaurants like, you know, they really specialise in certain things and that's amazing. And like, you know, when it's done right, like, you know, it is absolutely incredible. And I think that like I love any of those sort of places. But I think for us it's like, Really trying to like tell a story and bring, you know, guests on a journey with us.
1: Has there ever been a time where, you know, you're sort of like changing the menu and you go, oh, well, this is working really well beyond the four, four months point yeah. that you want to keep it going?
0: There's definitely been, yeah. There's been some cuisines that have stood out to me as like, yeah, I would love to keep going with this, and it's even just a personal thing sometimes. Yeah. Like, I love the food
1: because I I love the Australian one.
0: Yeah, the Australian menu. It was, amazing. I
1: think, because it's just it was just so relatable. Like what you did with that potato cake, that was so cool. I was I just know, like, you put so you much. More.
0: effort into like the whole menu. and Everyone yeah. just loves potato cakes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, but it's just you know, it's funny because it's the simple things that. Uh, you know that you that you kind of uh, you know reminds reminds you of, like I went to recently to Royal Mail Hotel and uh, you know they had this uh, alphabet soup with yeah. with wiccans on it and and I thought that was really clever. It was so simple. It was just like you know a bit of pasta and, and in, in a broth, but it was very tasty broth and very tasty pasta. But you know it's just simple things because I think it's just nostalgia when people think of it, and it does that come into Um, you know I guess inspiration when you create a menu like thinking about nostalgia or like where you've been and all that sort of stuff through your travels
0: yeah I think like it's a really good point you've just made and something we've been like talking about so much recently because like back off the back of the success of the Australian menu like I was really like I was anti doing the Australian menu because I was like I just don't really want to do it Mm -hmm. and then we did it and then I was like all right obviously we put a lot of love care attention into it and people just connected with it. Like they just, like what you just said, like, you know, people were able to sort of look at it and think, you know, they were like, oh, I remember this or this or that or, you know, all those sorts of things. So, um, you know, for our upcoming menus, like we're really trying to, to really try and like make them somewhat relatable. And even if, you know, like people haven't been to, say, that country, they don't know the dish, it's like how do you sort of, you know, is there something they may have tried before, a flavour, an ingredient, a cooking style or a technique, something that we can like bring into this dish that Mm. people may you know, go wow, you know, that really takes me somewhere else.
1: So what's on the menu next?
0: So we're doing Singapore. Ooh. So we've um yeah, we started like we've done it for four weeks and then of course we've been closed for yeah. X amount of weeks and then we're opening back up. But we've decided like just cause when we did the menu it was much more winter based menu and you know, now the weather's beautiful. So we're gonna be looking at um uh-huh. we're working on the dishes over the next few weeks essentially. Yeah. But yeah, I just think like, you know, it's a very yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun like creating the dishes, and when you when you get them right, and people like really like get it, and yeah. they have like, have you know they might have traveled there, and they're like you really like told that story of these. That is like a really amazing feeling.
1: Would you go as far as to creating more of like a sensory like sound and smells maybe?
0: Well, it's funny like <laughs> even like we did um the American menu. This is one of the ones that resonated the most with me. And, like, you know, we had the American barbecue, so the joint, like, smells like an American smokehouse. Yeah, yeah, and everyone yeah. walks in, they're like, yes, brisket, this is a best. And then you just play, like, that sort of American country music. Mm. And it's like, you know, people, like, we start, like, clapping and stuff to the music. They like, have, like, Johnny Cash on and, like, people, like, you know, they just get it. <laughs> and, and I think that's where, like, that smell and, you know, sound and things come into it. And, like, you know, I think some, like, American, like, say, because it's an you know, English-speaking country, everyone knows the words to the songs, everyone... That's where I think some other it wouldn't be as simple to do it. But if you can get that, like, feeling into the, you know, into the experience, it makes a huge difference. Oh,
1: absolutely. It's, it's so true what they say when you, you're you not only, you know, eating with, um, you know, your, your taste but your, also your smell and your sight.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You use yeah. all your senses, I feel, and, like, you know, when you go to, like, I say, I don't know, I always think of, like, Japanese cuisine as, like, one of the absolute ultimate. Pinnacle.
1: Yeah, yeah, pinnacle.
0: And, like, you know, you go and it's really, like, calming, really beautiful music and, like, you know, everything is just, like, pristine, mm. beyond pristine. It's clean and, like, you know, you just it's a full experience. Like, you walk out like, God, I've got something, so much to learn. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but, you know, having said that, the, the Japanese are very um, – they're masters of what they do and they do one thing – you know, for thirty years. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very, very different to what you're doing. A little is, bit of the opposite of what uh, we're doing. In, in, yeah, they definitely opposite. nail it though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like nervous to do Japanese cuisine. It's like the one I'm a bit like funny on doing because I feel like it goes like fully against what they do. Is someone like just traveling to the country, then making a random menu? Yeah, where it's like Japan is like I almost leave them alone.
1: But <laughs> you know, if you think about Japanese food, like you think about um, ramen. Ramen's actually uh, started in Korea, yeah. right? And um is it not uh, Yakitori it's all the Koreans that brought it brought it in and introduced it and so Japanese food's more like that the the kaiseki yeah um, so I think you can kind of put a spin on the the whole like you know the modern version of the Japanese style of cooking oh
0: there's so much you can do like with our masterclass boxes we've done japan a few times and like it's one of those cuisines that just goes bananas when yeah. you put it on like people just go crazy for japanese food but like you know it's not yeah we're not doing like you know necessarily like sushi or sashimi or anything like that you know but you're using those huge flavors you yeah. know the beautiful sauces and you know very pure simple ideas using like dashis or things like that bit of miso and people just go nuts for it so i think that like if we were to do the menu yeah playing off like yeah, playing off, like you just said, like, the, like coming up with dishes, that you know, evoke the feeling or enjoyment of eating a ramen in like some little side street in Japan. Oh. That's awesome.
1: Charlie, I think it's really interesting how you've taken and pivoted um, Atlas Dining to create Atlas Masterclass in such an unknown unprecedented time and I think that's really a turning point for you isn't it yeah so it's
0: a it was a pretty um it's a pretty insane sort of story actually so how it happened um I just got back from India at the time so that was um March yeah last year and like so it was like that time when like there was just before they made like home quarantine happen and then people were like everyone was sort of like Is this pandemic like really a thing? What's gonna happen? All this and like that was when all the restaurants like we started to get all these cancellations. Like we'd be have all these, you know, guests booked in and then people were like nervous because it was like people
1: were so scared at the start.
0: It was it was like very uncertain and like you know, and we were like absolutely flipping because it's like so annoying because you're like you've got, you know, you're ready to go, like you're all organized, and then you've got all these guests obviously who are cancelling, like which is so fair enough, but you're like, we're like so in the middle. We're like, what do we do? Because it's like we're sort of are open at the moment. There was like that talk of the lockdown sort of happening, but it hadn't happened yet. So we're like, should we open, should we not? Like, you know, yeah. So anyway, like every other restaurant. Um then we like we finally got closed. I think it was closed on a Sunday night and or is it was a Saturday or Sunday night? That was like the last service we did. And you know I think it was like our quietest Saturday ever. It was like dead. Like because people were just so nervous and we're like, okay, this is not good. So like every other place, we're sort of, you know, just wondering, like, what do we do? What do we do? And um, I was talking to my um, I was at home on the Sunday night and I was talking to my girlfriend over text message, and I was saying, like, you know, you know, I don't really want to do takeaway. Like I just for me, like our whole restaurant's built on an experience and it's not takeaways on the experience, in my opinion. Yeah. So I just thought, um, you know, like we need to do something. And she just sent me this message and it's like sort of summed up like what the masterclass would be called. And, like, you know, she's like, what about this? Would you try something like this? And I sort of, like, looked at it and I was like, no, nah, no way. That's a bit, you know, I don't think <laughs> That's so. That's too wacky. Yeah. So then, of course, so I woke up the next day and I thought, you know, like, we actually don't really have anything else to do. So, like, I may as well just try. So I put up an Instagram post and I just said, um, "Yeah." the post was, like, the most shittily designed graphic thing <laughs> I've ever – I'm not a graphic designer. You can, <laughs> I can find the post. It's terrible. Uh, and it was just, like, yeah, class launches. I think it was on the 29th of March. I said, this is the thing. And, like, at this point, like I just said, email um, us for an expression of interest. And we had about 50 to 100 people email in the first hour. And I was like, okay, well, geez. I've wow. Got, yeah, people, like, really want this. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I just, like, pulled together, like, right, this is, like, what the price would be. This is what this would be. Like, just completely winged it. And I just said, okay, let's start. This is our first cuisine. And then we sold. Um, so it's, like, within that day, so within the next two days, we'd sold 330 orders. And I was like, boxes? Yes. And I was like, okay. Yeah, this was like, it was really crazy. So I was like, you know, what do we do? So then, um, so basically I was like to the, you know, to the whole team, I said, this is what we're going to be doing. So we started like prepping it like maniacs and like, you know, it was the first week. So of course, like I went and bought a box that doesn't have a lid on it. And then we are like, you know, we did some like delivery. Um, you know, my brother who's um, part of the business as well, he was like, went out and helped like find all these delivery drivers. So we found like 15 guys on Airtasker to like <laughs> help us. And like, it was just sort of like the most crazy operation. And, you know, so we just launched the first week and like, you know, we did the videos, we did the photos, we did everything. And like, it was Did you like, do that
1: all yourself? Like, yeah, like, we basically, had like we're the, like oh, we have team. six
0: days. We've got it. We got to do it. So we did it all, and like you know, it was just like it was a massive success, like from yeah. literally day one. And you know, then of course it just like it beyond like just grew from there. And like, but I just couldn't believe the you know, like it was just like just wing it completely. Yes, and like you know, don't get me wrong, it was we pissed a lot of customers off. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bit like you're, you're a bit like me, and, and I'm the same. Like sometimes I, I just go, let's just give it a crack. Exactly, um, I, and I think that it takes a certain kind of person to do that because uh, you know you you got to be you know you got to weigh up the risk and there's sometimes you think too much. I'm quite an impulsive person, yeah. so I think maybe you are as well. just like give that, it huh? a crack and, and and see how you go and and hope for the best. And luckily, you know, I guess you've always landed on your feet and sometimes and you know there might be. Uh, there might be, you know, failures along the way, which are there? Oh, de- there been?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like and e- even like with, you know, with this business, even though it's been mm. such a success, like we've, we've failed our way to success with the business. <laughs> like it's been, you know, all along the way, like making mistakes, this, that, like, you know, just even just like little learning things, like, you know, like how to um, – you know how to like you know we've like for the first few weeks you know doing everything like on excel spreadsheets and then we actually got like an online store and then we went to like delivery only like then you know we learned how to like pack the boxes efficiently then we learned how to deliver them efficiently like all these like steps along the way and it was just like i think it was like the best most exciting time because it gives you like you just learn something new and i think that for me in like being someone in food and a chef i like would like to see myself more you know working in like food innovation and like food business and ideas yeah. more so than just like you know creating dishes and stuff so I think it's given us like a platform to really like kickstart what we what I see is like the future for us of course and I think that like you know as passionate as I am about hospitality and restaurants I also have found this like really like different crazy. side of you yeah and I just like I'm really excited about it. I just think that yeah. like food industry is like one of those industries I feel like it's not very like Technology driven, yeah, and I feel like there's so it's constantly
1: much. evolving as well. And yeah, definitely. And like,
0: you know, people have to eat, so like, you know, throughout, like it's one of those industries that's not going anywhere. It's, um, you know, but people haven't really, like, you know, there's so many amazing things that have happened in food, like, mm. you know, of course. especially
1: in the last uh, 18 months, you know, like, oh, so many incredible new things that have come up, new delivery systems, and
0: yeah, new ideas, yeah, and people working on little things, like. And it's, like, this, like, little rise of, like, people, like, just starting their, like, own little businesses through Instagram. Like, there's all this, like, crazy stuff going on. And I just think that, like, for me that's, like, very exciting. That's where we really see our focus, um, you know, moving forward. And I think that, like, you know, just the – the whole thing of like just starting something with zero planning, I almost think it's a good thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Yeah, most oh, yeah, I
0: didn't think it was a good thing at the time when it was like we were getting like a thousand uh, customer complaints. So,
1: but <laughs> so what, how many? So, you know, you, you started with 300 odd boxes um, at the start of uh, last year, and how many do you do now in like a week?
0: Over a thousand. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. We do always, you have a factory? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we work from Clayton. So, yeah, we're like – we're really, you know, wanting to grow it and see, you know, how far you can go with it. But Have you, you hired know. more stuff? Yes, yeah, so we've got a full team now. So you got a
1: full, full team, full processes, um, and obviously this is here to stay. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah.
0: And that's like the thing I think that, um you know, like you've you basically got the choice. Of, like do you go shopping for ingredients that – you know, at a supermarket or something like that, or do you buy something like this, it gets delivered to your door and, you know, it's all pre-portioned and ready to go. It takes,
1: takes takes you know, the, the stresses are, are away from, like, thinking of what to cook every night and it's already ready to go for you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that, like, you know, because we prepare a lot of the stuff as well, it just makes yeah. it a lot more sort of delicious, you know. And
1: wholesome and, and yeah. Yeah,
0: it's very, like, fresh ingredients. Yeah. like, And that's the biggest thing, like, I just love, like, you know, I think that what we've learned over this time is, like, yeah, the, you know, best ingredients, like, keep the recipes fairly simple, you know, amazing like quality items that we make, like, you know, really putting a lot of effort into those items. That's what just like you know, guests just connect with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I, I personally have tried the um the Japanese one. Yeah. And I really like that. The yeah. you know the, the yakitori. And it, you know what I thought that was really cute about that? It was you know, you're not. It's not all pre-made. Yeah. Like it's still, you still have to cut it up, and you still have to skewer the meat, and still make the marinade, and so you're still, you're still learning um, when Definitely. you're cooking. Like, you know, you're still learning what goes in, and you, you're actually cooking. But it's it, it's it keeps it really fun. And but the, the best part about it is you don't have to go out and buy the ingredients. It's already in your fridge. You can just deliver delivered to your door. Put it in the fridge and cook it. And um, I thought the I think it was Sri Lankan. Yeah, was it? Yeah, the curries were really tasty as well. So yeah, good, no, that's good job the thing.
0: That. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. And like, I think for us as well, like you just sort of as you go on, you start to see like, yeah, what really works and what doesn't. And I think that like, you know, now we're over eighteen months in, and you know, I just feel yeah, it's got such a um, yeah, it's been such like an amazing journey. But like, yeah, moving into the future, it's just like the sky's the limit.
1: Absolutely. And would you um would you go back? So what do you think after, you know, now that things are starting to open up and, you know, people are starting to make I'm sure people are starting to make the bookings at the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, Have we've, you got
0: yeah, we're open, so we haven't like we've had a lot of inquiries. We're just gonna wait a little bit. Um, I think fifth of November is um meant to be the day for a little bit of indoor dining. So that will be when we should reopen.
1: Absolutely. And so are you are you excited what's the so the menu's gonna be Singapore? You yeah, said Singapore, yeah, definitely, yeah. That's exciting. I can't wait. Yes. Maybe some of the dishes that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. No, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be good. Like we've really, like we've because we started, we've done four weeks of Singapore, but now we wanted to sort of you know like we're all about change and whatever. So we wanted to like you know let's redo the menu. Let's really think about Absolutely. you know something you know beautiful weather. I'm like very happy that like the second good is good weather. I'm like stoked. So oh, we yeah. need to do something amazing that you yeah. want to eat when it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that um, yeah, kicking off with Singapore and you know it's just like it's gonna be interesting like having. You know, when you reopen, it's, you know, you're always busy and restaurants are always chaotic and, you know, it's a full-on experience and then, you know, managing our other sort of arm of our business at home as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty intense time.
1: And have you, knowing you, you love to travel, would have you booked yourself a flight to go somewhere?
0: Uh, not uh, not yet. I'm just no. like, I'm like desperate to desperate to get overseas. I got my second yeah. back yesterday, so I'm ready to rock. Oh, well, so, i will be like, you know, first person showing my thing. Like, yeah, yeah. So let, let, me, let me go anyway. <laughs> let me go.
1: I'll... I'll isn't it crazy? You can, um, yeah, I just can't believe it now. You can actually start to book flights. It's
0: going to be insane, yeah. I just want to, like, I'm just going to wait. Like, I I feel like because we've been shut for so much of the year, it's good to, like, really open and, like, kickstart, like, get things back open and really happening. Um, You know, we're very excited, like, you know, to launch our Singapore menu again, like, to, you know, get everything really rocking. And I think, you know, I've got a lot of international staff who I'd love to see them get home to see their families. Like, for me, it's more, like, you know going overseas and having a little holiday where for them it's you know yeah I actually, feel sorry yeah. like people haven't seen their family for like 2 well, years I haven't or
1: seen I haven't seen my mum and dad in two, in 2 years now
0: it's nuts it's so crazy you've so you got yeah. to like get you know you just want to get back there and you know see your family and stuff so I want to let everyone you know do their thing first and then yeah. the second they're oh. back don't worry I'll be, I'll be on that plane, <laughs> You'll be
1: on that plane. <laughs> yeah um no I love that yeah i know it's it's, it's been crazy cuz i you know i speak to them on on you know uh WhatsApp and stuff, and yep. and it's it's different. It's different, like when you're when you're not actually in person. Because when you're in person, you just it's just that your chats are different. Like you're just hanging out. You might not be doing anything, but like when you're you know with your parents and you're just hanging out. That's that's the part I miss most. And
0: yeah, like, I couldn't even imagine like if my like because my parents sometimes like winter they do live um in Queensland for a bit or for a fair bit of winter they spend yeah. up there. And, like, yeah, like, you know, I might not see them for a few months, but, like, yeah, you know, it's a couple of months. Like, you know, the second you haven't seen your family for a year or two, like I can imagine, especially, like, feeling like, you know, when you're overseas, like you're trapped mm. a little bit, you know, it's a pretty hard thing for people. So I reckon that yeah. the second, like, people can, yeah, like it would be very, I think for everyone's, like, mental health and, like, happiness, it will be great to, to yeah. get back out on, on the road.
1: Well, it's um, Well, you know, it's really good that you've sort of, you know, created jobs rather than, you know, letting go of people, which I think is, you know, really good and really uh, important in, in in this sort of climate that we're in.
0: Yeah, no, we've been, like, super lucky, I think, to, yeah, really grow our team, to thrive and then to be able to, you know, move forward. Like I think once everything does reopen, it's great to, you know, you want to be surrounded by, you know, your amazing team and people you know and that sort of thing. Like I feel it would be very challenging if we were reopening um, you know, and you've been closed the whole time, and you know everyone, you know the staff, and no one's motivated, no one's you know keen or hungry. Because you see, it you, you see tough. that
1: so much in in a lot of businesses. Like a lot of people aren't, uh, you know, they, they're they shut for too long, and how, you know, with anything in any industry, how do you even get back into it and feel motivated? Isn't it when you're not when you're not doing it, um, and you're not doing your day to day work and enjoying it as well.
0: And I, I think that like the the worst thing about that that's like it's very hard to. Um, sort of monitor this though but I think that like a lot of places that just shut and don't do anything like you just get forgotten like people you know like you know like when things like p- things open or p- people are talking about certain things everyone knows that place and they're like we want to go there we like if you just close and like be very quiet people just forget so quickly
1: absolutely and then that's a really good way of really really smart clever forward way of thinking um that you've got and not a lot of people have that sort of Talent, I guess. Okay.
0: <laughs> that, made, that made me sound very smart. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Charlie, I've really loved chatting with you today and I'm really mindful of time. But before I let you go, I just want to ask one last question. And if you have any advice for aspiring young chefs out there or just young people in general wanting to pursue their passion and make it their career.
0: Yeah, look, I think that, um, you know, yeah, one is yeah, always having a vision. I think – um. You know, I like read a lot. I think, you know, yeah. reading. Yeah, what do you do
1: in your downtime?
0: I, I do like reading a lot. I like running. Yeah, running's a great one. Um, I Like drinking red wine. That's, <laughs> another, that's another fun one.
1: <laughs> Full of antioxidants. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's healthy. Um, When you're, like, if you've got an idea, it's like, it's actually seeing it through, you know, like I think, and that's something that I think any time I've, like, really failed or not done or completed what I wanted, it's because you sort yeah. of changed, like, or you didn't really see the whole idea through. And I think that that's, like, you know if you have like a strong vision or a good idea for something i think it's like you know it's launching it you know doing it to your your best possible you know standard of course you know you have to do that um you know learning how to market yourself and how to sort of get yourself out there and then also i think just like really you know sticking to the idea because like when you launch something like you know with say with the masterclass, it was that instant success but with the restaurant when we started it wasn't and it was like took a little while actually to get it going and like at the time like you start to think oh my god like you know what do you how do you do this but like you know that sort of perseverance through like that initial you know sort of time I think really helps you get um you know get things going and I think that like you know you know it's for me it's like working especially when you're like you know at the start of your career it's working at the best places like working with the best people because once you sort of see the people who are like the sort of top level I feel like you sort of you know, you can't really unsee that. So, you know, you always – that's the sort of standard that you'll aspire to. I agree. And that is like – especially in food, if you've got like really, really high standards, like you see it time and time again, like people have the highest standard work, you know, really clean, really smart, really diligently, you know, with a lot of energy, like they just all succeed. Yeah. It's pretty simple.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's perseverance and also, um, you know, seeing – like you said, like seeing things through and doing it properly from the get-go – because if you do a half-assed job, it's never – it's oh, more more than oh, – always it's, it's never going to – it's never going to work out, right? No, it's-
0: definitely. And, like, look, in saying that, like, it's – you have to do – you do have to be prepared that, like, if you were wrong, like, you know, be prepared to, like, you know, go, right, that was wrong, you know, pivot it, change it, make it better, like, improve on it. But it's like, you know, if you, like, really set on, like, this is the idea, like, I'm doing this, it's like, just go for that. Like, don't – you know, you don't listen to anyone else because yeah. they, they won't know.
1: Trust your gut yeah. as well. And I think that,
0: like, that definitely, you know, with the restaurant at such a young age, I remember, like, when we were launching, there was a lot of people in the industry were like, what the hell, like, you know, this young person, like, really crazy idea, this and that. And then, like, you know, five years on, like, you know, with from us having done that, like, you know, we've really established ourselves in that industry now. I think people would look at us as a bit of, like, a thought leader in certain ways and certain aspects of the industry, and it's like... But at the time, it was, like, people looking at thinking, like, that's just really crazy and, like, almost naive and stupid, which it sort of is, but you know, with that perseverance and, like, following the idea through. Because, you know, that idea of, like, changing your business all the time and stuff could go very badly too. Like, it's not a – Of course. It can go well, but it can also (laughs) go the opposite way. Of
1: course. So, yeah, I
0: think that's, like, you know, and Mm. there's so many – um, yeah, I think that, like, reading as well, like, especially, like, you know, if you're running a business, like, reading a lot of books. Like, I love reading – Taking you know,
1: that downtime to just relax and, and absorb information as well is really important, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and like even like little things. Like I remember once I bought this book on like very basic accounting, and like once you know I read it, and then you're like all of a sudden you're like able to do these things, yeah. and you're like right, okay, now I can see like why we're getting so owned. And that was a that was a good um, that was a good lesson.
1: Charlie, you read a lot of books, obviously. Can you recommend a couple that are that you're one, some of your favorites?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I read a, a book recently, which is like – it's quite a short book. It's called The 22 Laws of Marketing and that was like really – like it was very eye-opening because it's sort of – um you know, it's this person's concept of these different laws on uh, marketing and like how they all play out and I found that like really like wow to read because it like definitely was – the helped you and,
1: helped you, you know.
0: Yeah, and it was just, like, interesting. It's, like, things that, like, you wouldn't think about and you're, like, it sort of changed my perspective a little bit on things and that was quite, right. you know, from a you know business point of view, it was really good to read that because you think, okay, well, maybe, you know, these are ideas and that was cool. Um, I read it. I loved reading about Amazon, actually. I, bet, I don't know why yeah. I have this, like, weird obsession with Amazon. So I've read a few of the books, but um, I read Bezonomics uh, recently, which is, like, all about Amazon and how yeah, they started. And, and it was just, started. like, a really crazy story i think that that was a that was a great one i read recently i really like couldn't put that one down that's awesome Um, what else have i liked recently
1: i'm currently reading a book called in order to live by yonmi park um about this the korean girl she escaped from north korea and she's telling her story now which is really really interesting it's quite it's quite sad actually
0: yeah, and I, <clears throat> that's the thing with like books, like you know, there's so many, there's so many different genres and like different things to read. But like it is, you know, you read those stories and you like can just, yeah. know, you get a, such a better understanding of like what's out there. Like I feel like I'm very like food or business focused with like my what I'm reading. But like at the same time, like you read these stories and it could be you know about like this business and how they started. Like you know, it could be like how Uber started or something. And like you read the full journey, and it's like it really blows your mind.
1: Do you read cookbooks?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah, big, big on cookbooks, yeah. Um, like all kinds of cookbooks, but I, I'm a big, like, I really love seeing restaurants cookbooks, like, um, you know, reading like a, you know, amazing book about their, you know, the restaurant, like seeing all their dishes and that sort of thing.
1: Will you, um, write a cookbook, you reckon? Uh, is I'd that like, going to be on the carts Yes, st- I'd like
0: to work on a cookbook, yeah. but, um, I'd like to do something more like home cooking for the yeah. book. I think something a bit more like chilled.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's something that I really like. Like I'm a big odd fan actually. I, I Matt, think yeah, his same. style is just like amazing yeah. for books. So. You know, and I think that our style, like with our, you know, global flavours, but we do have that sort of rough and rustic style, especially with our home-cooked food. So I could see that, like, you know, maybe writing a cookbook on those dishes would be pretty
1: cool. Amazing.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll let you know. You can do do the (laughs) four (laughs) words. I will. It'd be an (laughs) honour.
1: Oh well, Okay, so reading, running, drinking lots of bread, <laughs> yeah, a, a bit of
0: cooking, <laughs> a bit of cooking,
1: and perseverance—that's yeah. that's the key. Well, Charlie, thank you. You know, I, I'm thank you so much for coming in today and doing this with me, um, having a chat. I've I've really gotten to know you a, li- a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm really—I I'm, must say—I'm really proud to have you as a as a mate, and um, you know, I can't I can't wait to see you succeed even more.
0: Thank you so much. I you know, really appreciate it. You know, it's um. You know, it's just so fun to be able to, you know, come and chat, you know, about what we do. You know, sometimes when you're in in the thick of it all the time, you've got your blinders on. It's hard to see, but, you know, thank you for the opportunity to come and have a chat and tell a bit about my story.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Charlie.